Hi guys, I hope everything is well. Welcome to my podcast. This is George and I'm so excited to have you again um, for this second part of my podcast. I remember I began on uh, the last time that we talked, I or the last time that I did this podcast, I started I did a, a lesson on the key of purpose. And today I want to do the second session of or the second lesson on the key of purpose. Now remember, I had done this from my book uh, on greatness, and I was going through chapter one. And in this book, I've, I've talked about purpose, and so I want to continue from there. And I hope that uh, you'll be blessed and that you will learn more about purpose. The reason I'm doing this is because there's a lot of people who are asking uh, for purpose. I mean, like the whole world, millions of people are going around trying to identify their purpose, trying to find out what they were made to do, uh, trying to find out that maybe there's something they, uh, you know, something specific that they have been created to do or to fulfill on this earth. And so you find that sometimes it is not really uh, the reason why people are, are born, you know. And most of the times I've faced or met people who, are te- you know, who tell me, oh, now, uh, what's my purpose? Why was I created? How do I discover my purpose? How do I know what I'm meant to do, what I'm meant to fulfill in life? Is there like a specific reason? And I tell them, you know, the, ta- the thing that you're doing right now is your purpose. Whatever your, fi- your hands are finding to do at this moment, that is your purpose at that moment. So do it to the best of your ability. Do it in a way that should you leave, you know, that organization or that place, they will say so-and-so was here. That you work on it so, you know, so diligently that everybody wants to be like you and everybody wants to follow you. That is purpose. You do things in a purposeful way. So there's another book I'm writing called Living Intentionally, you know, where you live your life so intentionally that everything you do is intentional. You don't just do stuff. You don't just exist. You do stuff intentionally. And that's what purpose is all about, doing every little thing intentionally, planning, organizing, you know, uh, eating, drinking. If you're drinking water, if you're walking, you're walking with an intention. If you're singing, you're singing uh, intentionally. If you're, uh, you know, preparing for anything, or if if you're a preacher and a minister, you're preparing a sermon with, you know, an intentional sermon. You are writing an intentional, you know, with an intentional aim. You are attending leadership classes. You're training. Whatever it is that you're doing, you're doing them intentionally. It's not something that just happens. And so I want us to understand these things because the more we understand them or the quicker we understand them, the better it will be for every one of us. First of all, you don't have to go looking for purpose. Purpose is where you are. Purpose is doing what you're meant to do. So there's this kind of people who wake up in the morning and they feel so disturbed and they feel so disorganized because they think that their life you know is meaningless but i always tell people that the fact that you exist the fact that you're alive is already a purpose in itself 
Now, when you feel that you need to do something special, something specific, then that's what you do. You go ahead and do that something special or something specific. But the problem is a lot of people feel that they want to do something specific and something special, but they don't know what that something specific and that something special is all about. And to these ones, I, I say, get up and just go assist someone to do something good. And you'll begin to feel that there's a connection there. Do something kind. Do something good. You know, help someone. Support someone. And when you feel, when you have those feelings where you don't really know what you're supposed to do, but you know deep down that there's something very important that you need to do. Just support someone. Stand with someone. Pray for someone if you pray. And, you know, give someone some money if you have it. Or give help where you can. That way, you are beginning to fulfill, you know, your purpose or a purpose in life. You're becoming kind. You're being nice to someone. And so there's no, there's no that thing of, oh, let me look for my purpose and then let me go find it. Let me travel to America. Maybe that's where my purpose is. Let me travel to, you know, whatever country, Singapore. Maybe that's where my purpose is. But the truth is, if you if you if you're a lizard in Kenya, what makes you think that you'll be a crocodile in America? I, I mean, like you can succeed anywhere. You can succeed on the mountains. I remember a story in the Bible about two guys. One was his name was Abraham. The other one was uh, Lot. And you know, Abraham was uh, Lot's uncle. And God appears to Abraham and tells him, you know what? I want to bless you. I want to give you this whole land. That's the current land of Israel. And so. They, uh, they go to the mountain, you know, with Lot, and they stand, and and Abraham tells his his nephew, uh, God wants to bless me with this whole land, and I want you to choose the side that you want, you know, the side that you want to settle, because our people have become too many. Your servants and my servants are fighting. We have become wealthy. So choose the side you want to go to, and and you know, rightly so. You know, in a normal in a normal situation, Lot chooses the side that was fertile. He looked up and, you know, he saw these green places, his green land, and he's like, eh, you know, there was water in the valley, and he says, you know what, I'd rather pick up this um, beautiful place. And so he picks the, the place that looks fertile, the place that looks uh, very nice, and he picks it. And Abraham finds himself going to the mountain tops, And you know, at the mountain tops, there were no rivers, there were no fertile land. It was just rocks. And the Lord tells Abraham, "I will bless you even on the mountain tops." And that's the whole thing about purpose. You can be blessed wherever you are. But let me read you a story uh, from my book again. But I got it from uh, a different source. Uh, it's a very interesting story that would uh, maybe illustrate what I'm trying to say to you more. So I'm going to read it. I'm going to read it, uh, hopefully, word to word, word. And I hope that by the time I'm done, it will have, the story will have affected and inspired you and you'll have learned a few things, you know, from, uh, from the success or the failure of, of the characters in the story, right? If you're ready, you know, I'm going to read. And, and this is the most important part. Now, there once lived not far from the river Indus an ancient Persian by the name of Ali Hafed. He owned a very large farm. He had orchards, grain fields, 
and, and gardens. He had money at interest and was a wealthy and contented man. He was contented because he was wealthy and wealthy because he was contented. One day, an ancient Buddhist priest, one of the wise men of the East, visited that old Persian farmer. So he visited, this priest visited Ali Hafed. He sat down by the fire and told the old farmer how this world of ours was made. He said that this world was once a mere bank of fog and that the Almighty thrust his finger into this bank of fog and began slowly to move his, hand, his finger around, increasing the speed until at last he whiled this bank of fog into a solid ball of fire. Then it went rolling through the universe, burning its way through other banks of fog and condensed the moisture without until it fell in floods of rain upon its hot surface and cooled the outward crust. Then the internal fires bursting outward through the crust threw up the mountains and hills, the valleys and the plains and prairies of this wonderful world of ours. If this internal molten mass came bursting out and cooled very quickly, it became granite. If it, uh, if it cooled even less quickly, it became copper, less quickly silver, less quickly gold. And after gold, diamonds were made. Now the old priest said, diamond is a congealed or congealed drop of sunlight. Now, that is literally scientifically true that a diamond is an actual deposit of carbon from the sun. Well, the truth is I didn't know that and it's an amazing uh, discovery. The old priest told Ali Hafed that if he had one diamond the size of his thumb he could purchase the, the country. And if he had a mine of diamonds, he could place his children upon thrones through the influence of their great wealth. Ali Hafed heard all about diamonds, how much they were worth, and went to his bed that night a poor man. He had not lost anything, but he was poor because he was discontented, and discontented because he feared he was poor. He said, I want a mine of diamonds, and he lay awake all night. Early in the morning, he sought out the priest. I know by experience that a priest is very fuzzy when awakened early in the morning. And when he shook that old priest out of his dreams, Ali Afed said to him, Will you tell me where I can find diamonds? Diamonds? What do you want with diamonds? The priest asked. Why? I wish to be immensely rich. Well then, the priest replied, Go along and find them. That is all you have to do. Go and find them, and then you have them. But I don't know where to go. Well, the priest responded, If you'll find a river that runs through white sands, between high mountains, in those white sands you will always find diamonds. I don't believe there is any such river. Oh yes, there are plenty of them. All you have to do is to go and find them, and then you have them. I will go, Ali Hafed said. So he sold his farm, collected his money, left his family with a neighbor, and away he went in search of diamonds. He began his search very properly to my mind at the mountains of the moon. Afterward, he came around into Palestine, then wandered on into Europe. And at last, when his money was all spent, as, and he was in rags, wretchedness, and poverty, he stood on the shore of that bay at Barcelona in Spain, 
When a great tidal wave came rolling in between the pillars of Hercules and the poor, afflicted, suffering, dying man could not resist the awful temptation to cast himself into that incoming tide and he sank beneath its foaming crest never to rise in this life again. Wow. In other words, this guy went to search for diamonds and instead of finding diamonds, he found his death. In other words, this guy was rich. This guy was very, very wealthy. He had land, orchards, and grain fields. And he had all this stuff. And yet, he was unsatisfied. He went to look for a greater meaning in life, a greater purpose. Diamond, so that he can put his sons on the thrones of the world. Now, let's continue the story. The man who purchased Ali Hafed's farm one day led his camel into the garden to drink. And as that camel put its nose into the shadow, into the shallow water of that garden brook, Ali Hafed's successor noticed a curious flash of light from the white sands of the stream. He pulled out a black stone, having an eye of light reflecting all the hues of the rainbow. He took the people into the house and put it on the mantle which covers the central fires and forgot all about it. A few days later, this same old priest came in to visit Ali Hafed's successor. And the moment he opened that drawing room, he, you know, that drawing room door, he saw that flash of light on the mantle. And he rushed up to it and shouted, Here is a diamond. Has Ali Hafed returned? Oh no, Ali Hafed has not returned. And that is not a diamond. That is nothing but a stone we found right out here in our own garden. The owner replied, but, said the priest, I tell you I know a diamond when I see it. I know positively that is a diamond. Then together they rushed out into that old garden and stirred up the white sands with their fingers. And lo, there came up other more beautiful and valuable gems than the first. It is historically true that was discovered the diamond mine of Golconda, the most magnificent diamond mine in all the history of mankind, excelling the Kimberley itself, the Kohinu and the Olaf of the crown jewels of England and Russia, the largest on earth, came from that mine. In other words, had Ali Hafed remained at home, and dug in his, in his own cellar, or underneath his own fields or wheat fields, or his own garden, instead of wretchedness, starvation, and death by suicide in a strange land, he would have had acres of diamonds. For every acre of that old farm, yes, every shovel afterward revealed gems which scenes have decorated the crowns of monarchs. Wow. You know, these are some of the stories that you read and you want to cry. You don't know whether to cry or to be happy. You don't know whether to pity Ali Hafed or to rejoice with the new owner of Ali Hafed's farm. You know, you don't know whether to cry because Ali Hafed went to, to him, you know, to his death. A poor man, 
wretched, traveled all the way to the world to look for diamonds, not knowing that he had left them in his own land, in his own garden. And you know, guys, don't we do that many times, going out to do, to do things, you know, to look for stuff that we know, or sometimes you don't know, but to look for stuff that is within us. To look for things, you know, sometimes you travel to look for things that we have within our reach. Things that we have, things, you know, money that we have. We travel all the way to the world, to China, to wherever, trying to get stuff that we already have in our homes. We leave our spouses and go to look for another love out there, not knowing that there was love right at home. We change careers, going for greener fields, only to find that the greener fields were right there within us, if only we watered them. And this is the same thing with people seeking for purpose. People are ignoring and walking away from what is meant to be their purpose and going to look for something else that's not their purpose, thinking that the thrill of the moment, because this is what happens, there's what I call the thrill of the moment. And the thrill of the moment can make you believe or think that what you're doing at that moment is your purpose. You know, when you begin something new, everyone is very, uh, what do you call it? Everyone is very excited when they begin something new. But then, will you still be doing the same thing when the excitement is gone? Or are you just jumping up and down at that moment when this excitement, when this thing is new, and you're jumping up? It's just like moving into a new house. When you move into a new house, everything is perfect. Everything is nice. You feel good. You feel nice. You know, sometimes when I have new stuff, because I, I love new things, when you have new a new thing, you feel nice. You feel great about it. You want to, if it's a new bed, you want to stay in bed for longer. If it's a new mattress, you want to stay longer in bed you know if it's a new house you want to stay indoors but then two months later that what was new what was amazing what was fun what was thrilling has now become a routine so do you still want to do it do you still want to you know to stay in the house the whole day do you still want to uh, stay in bed the whole day you know all these things these are just examples i'm using but there are so many other things that you find yourself doing moving, thinking that there is purpose somewhere. So guys, uh, what I want to say to you is whatever it is that you find your hands to do, do it to the glory of God. Do it to your satisfaction. Do it. As long as it is not infringing on the, right of, on the rights of other people, as long as it is not breaking the law, just do it. Live a life of purpose. And that, my friend, is the place of purpose. Purpose is not to be found in some distant place from where you are. It is right where you are. It is right within your reach. Purpose is not to be fulfilled in wealth and riches. For Ali Hafed had wealth and riches, but he had no purpose. It is possible to be very rich, very wealthy, and lack purpose. Purpose gives meaning to life once discovered, but if not discovered, it can bring poverty, wretchedness, and death 
just like it happened to Ali Hafed. In other words, what I'm saying is, if you're not satisfied with what you're doing, not knowing that it's your purpose, then you may end up poor, wretched, and in death, just like Ali Hafed. Many of those who have found their purpose did not even know they were missing it. Okay? <laughs> just like Ali Hafed's successor discovered diamonds that he wasn't looking for. Ali Hafed's successor did not know that he needed diamonds. He had not met the priest, you know, to feel, uh, the priest had not filled his mind with all these thoughts of diamonds. So he wasn't looking for diamonds, and yet he stumbled upon diamonds, and he became one of the wealthiest men in the East. Sometimes you will discover your purpose, or you find yourself in a situation where your purpose is brought out, and you never even knew that you were missing it. And that's the most profound thing that could ever happen to anyone. Purpose by accident, if I may use that word. You know? And so, there are so many things that we can talk and say uh, about purpose, but I want to encourage you today to do, you know, wherever you are, become the best. Whatever it is that you're doing, become the best. Everybody, every, every human being, you know, all the great people of the world, you know, if you read about them or if you know some of them and ask them what made them great, they'll tell you some of the things that made them great was that they did every little thing in a great way. Okay, we all we don't have to become great in terms of fame and celebrity status, no. But what we need to become is that uh, we we can do small things in a great way, and that automatically translates to our greatness. Okay. And so the key of purpose is an interesting, is a very interesting uh, topic which I hope that you will continue to search for, to read about, and to try and understand it fully. Thank you for listening to this podcast. I look forward to having more of you. The Lord bless you. I hope to hear from you. Give me your feedback and tell me what are some of the topics that you would like me to cover. And I'll do my best to keep doing what I do. Thank you. Blessings.